Welcome to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services. And now, from Utah Tech University, it's Trail Talks. Hello, hello. Hi. I am Lexi Hughes, a career mentor, and I'm with Nate Snow today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Nate, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. I am uh, Nate Snow. I have been a... I've been here at Utah Tech for, geez, going on five years now. Um, I got my BA in media arts from BYU, and then I went to England to get a master's degree in media from the University of Bristol. Then I went and got a PhD in media, uh, digital media from University of Central Florida, and then worked in the content industry for a few years in Southern California, and then I moved here. Great. That's so cool. Um, how'd you know that you wanted to pursue, pursue, pursue this degree? <laughs> like, how'd you know you wanted to go down, down this pathway? Well, that, that's the thing is I didn't initially intend to go down this pathway. When I first started, I want, I mean, I, I went into the film program and like everybody else who goes into a film program, I was convinced that I was going to be the next Steven Spielberg and I figured somebody has to do it. And then I got in there and I discovered that there were friends in the program with me who were just so much more naturally talented than me. I mean, they produced things seemingly effortlessly that were that were so, so, so great. And I mean, their stuff, even in college, was approaching the level of art. And I looked at my output and it wasn't as artistic as theirs. And I kind of got down on myself for a bit. And then I realized I loved the craft of putting you know, material together, uh, stories, scripts, things like that. Um, and for, for years I thought like, well, you know, I, I learned how to put some things together. I learned how to edit and that's fine. And then it wasn't until social media marketing and content management actually became a field that I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what's needed is somebody who can, is a craftsperson, somebody who can put this thing together, you know, quickly, cleanly, well, um, but doesn't necessarily have the time or, or, you know, to, to have every single thing produce the, you know, enter the realm of art. You need somebody who can craft it. And so that's why I fit in pretty nicely. That's awesome. I love that. Um, did you do an internship or anything or how did you get into your field? Well, let's see. It, um, I, I started off, uh, I, I, was, I was working on one of my um, grad degrees and it, it started off with, I guess you could kind of call it an, an, an internship, but a friend of mine was like, hey, I need somebody to write blogs for my website. And I'd been writing in grad school for years and years and years. So I'm like, cool, like I can write. So I wrote blogs for him. I just kind of learned on the spot how to write for a blog. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, it, you know, it honestly started with me Googling, like, what is a keyword? And, 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 but, and then that, that then blossomed over the course of the next four years that I've written blogs that are still like one or two on the organic search on Google, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, got pretty good at just by kind of learning on the job and it was a friend of mine. So he allowed me, he gave me that space. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, as someone with multiple years of experience in the media industry, how have you witnessed the evolution of, and transformation of social media? Yeah, it's changed. <laughs> um, everything about the internet has changed. And that's one of the reasons why I love this field so much is because it it goes so, that the changes happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
you, you can you can look at it even even the way that like humor and being funny online it's changed. I mean, back when back when I was in college, everything was like I can has cheeseburger. That was a hilarious website that everybody was on, and we all loved it. And the the humor was not exclusionary. Everybody could come and enjoy. And, but then just, I mean, it's obviously morphed since I was in college, but now it's, there are, social media has become so much more niche, mm-hmm. right? It's all about finding your people, finding your voice, finding the, and, and the algorithms on social media have gotten so much more responsive that the second you hover over something, um, especially super um, adaptable algorithms like TikTok, you hover over something for just a few extra seconds and it will wind its way into your, into your daily life. And that is why, you know, humor and interest have become so much more niche is because as the number of people on social media have grown and as the algorithms have gotten more adaptable at, at, at honing in on your specific desires, uh, Obviously, you can have, I mean, like you can find any sort of community, any sort of content that you want, and it's just going to get more and more specialized. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you keep up on the trends that change every week? Well, this is one of the great things I love about being social media. I give myself a few like I, I block out time every day for just social media time. And it's different than just like, you know, like mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. Um, I'll do it, you know, I'll do it in like in a work environment. I'll sit down and be like, okay. And the thing is my, my algorithm is completely messed up. Like <laughs> algorithm grooming has become kind of a thing for a lot of people. And it's really, really smart. You know, like they'll, they'll hover over almost like things that they want to be interested in rather than things that they are interested in just mm-hmm. because they want their algorithm to almost like help them become this sort of person. And so, and and mine, but like, I will hover over things that I particularly don't want to be interested in just because I want to see what types of content is speaking to this sort of person. I have multiple social media profiles, each one us almost like a, like a different persona, um, because I want to see like, well, what's this, like, what is speaking to this, um, you know, demographic was speaking to that demographic, but the algorithms are starting to outsmart me. I mean, like they're all sort of blending into one person. Yeah. So then do you use that information in what you're making for your companies and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, if the, you know, if, if somebody wants a, you know, a video to go out on YouTube, you have to watch some videos on YouTube that are in that space just because you don't, I mean, you want to, you know, you want to see what, what all, what all is going on out there. And then the key is not to look at what's happening out there and be like, okay, I'm going to now do something completely different. Innovation doesn't come from ignoring the rules altogether. Yeah, you can't you can't ignore what other people are doing. What what you do is you look and see what they're doing, study it, and then make your own little tweaks to it. Okay, just all you have to do is tweak the formula of what's successful just a little bit to make it unique to you, and you've got something really really incredible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's so cool. Um, I'm interested. What is your favorite form of media to produce? Video. Video, video, video. Uh, when I was working in the um, uh, in in Southern California, it, this was for a company that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on social media advertising. And when you get to that level of spend, the platforms will reach out to you, and because like you are a valued customer, like hi, we would like you know, and you will have like your own 
little social media guru from the platform telling you like, well, here's what our algorithm is looking for. Because the thing is, like, it's, it's almost like when they were speaking, it sounds like they were surprised about what their algorithm was doing. These are the most advanced AI on the planet. So I, I didn't doubt for a second that they were surprised to hear that their algorithm was looking for this now. Um, and consistently over years and still to this day, what we got was video, video, video. Um, it always performs so much better. And for me, it's just so much more fun to create. I mean, over 80% of the internet is videos now. Yeah. So it's more, I, I, more fun to watch too. Yeah. Like they I catch want, your attention. I want to be in that space. Like if they've, I mean, the jokes fly faster <laughs> and funnier. Um, they're more informative. Uh, they make you feel more connected. Um, and I just love all the tricks you can do with them. I also love doing, you know, um, like Photoshop and things like that for my clients. Like that's really fun because I always learn something new because mm -hmm. I, I taught myself Photoshop when I was starting off in, in the industry. You know, I, there wasn't really a Photoshop class when I was going to school. So I had to learn it myself and I love it whenever clients like, can you do like this? And they'll show me an example and be like, yeah, give me a day. <laughs> I'll figure it out. And so over the years I've learned a bunch of tips and tricks just from doing that. So the Photoshop ones always challenge me, but the video ones are probably my favorite. Yeah. So when you're with your company that you're working with, do they tell you exactly what they're looking for in the video or do you have to like come up with the ideas? Well, that's, that's, that's a great question. It, it kind of changes. I, I do, um, I do a lot of contract work with, for example, they're a, they're a technology company in San Francisco and they are very specific about what they want. Like incredibly specific. I am essentially following a recipe. I'm a baker. And I was like, okay, I want X amount of this. I want this time here. I want this music here. I, I want it to like, I want the music to fade in just so and fade out mm -hmm. just so. I mean, they are like, and they give me briefs that are pages long. So yeah, they're very specific. But when you are, but when I was doing full-time content creation, uh, it was for um, um, like a, an app in San Diego. Um, and I was like their content production person uh, it was mainly up to me. Right? They were like, what do you think would resonate with our target audience? And I loved that that sort of freedom because any creative person knows if you're just like, yeah, create whatever you want. That's the worst thing you can do to a creative person because yeah. they will just go down a spiral yeah, of, awful. I can create anything. Your mind goes in too many places. Yeah. You try and overthink it. Mm -hmm. You need something to, yeah. to like structure. To, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Structure. I really think that creativity thrives on limitations sometimes, right? Like if you're limited in your budget or you're limited in your time, it forces you to be innovative. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they were like, okay, you have this audience to talk to. So I, what I, I did have a limit So like, but within this audience, what sort of content do you think they would enjoy? So I got to go out and do, you know, my own research. I got to do some market research and then I got to just try out different ideas about things that would resonate with this audience. Some landed and some were really successful. Mm -hmm. So we kind of already talked about this, but what's like the step-by-step -step process, like from the beginning to the end, how do you create your either campaign or mm. what you're doing for your company? Great. So, I mean, this is uh, it's a social media campaign creation, uh, whether you're on the content side or the strategy kind of campaign side, it's, it's, it's a very collaborative effort. So at, at the minimum, I was always at least working with a digital marketer who would have more of the, um, more of, of the, the strategy ready. Like, um, you know, uh, they would create custom audiences, 
And then like the, the head of marketing would usually come in and be like, okay, this is sort of the thing that we want to start pushing. We have like new products that are coming out. So they would give you sort of marching orders, right? Like I want to accomplish this. And then, so what we would do is then me and the digital marketer would sit down and be like, okay, we're going to run campaigns for this amount of time. We need this much content, Nate. And then I would go and be like, okay, um, I would, th I would try and vary my approach. I'm like, okay, we're going to create these types of videos for YouTube. We're going to create this type of content for LinkedIn, this type of content for Facebook, this, you know, this type of content for Instagram. You don't want to, to do, you don't want to have one type of content across all platforms because all platforms are going to, you know, they're going to have slightly different audiences on there and you want to reach each of them you know, in their own unique mm -hmm. space, their own unique way, right? Somebody, and people go to these platforms for different reasons anyway, right? People go to TikTok for different reasons and then go to YouTube. Generally, you go to TikTok to have fun. You go to YouTube almost like to learn something, right? Um, so we would kind of, you know, alter our content strategy based on that. And then, yeah, it was, and then it followed like, think like making a movie, but in a day and a half, like we would, we would write scripts. Um, we would light it. We'd find some place to go shoot it. If we had somebody talking, um, we'd go and do two or three takes, come back in. I would then like, you know, grab, um, footage from the app, from our development team. They would give me screens or they'd give me, you know, walkthroughs. And then I would put it all together in, you know, premiere. And then I would do the audio and audition. And then I would do the animations and after effects. Like it would, I'd use five or six different programs, and at the end, I would have a 30-second, really smooth, nice thing to, to share with everybody. Yeah. So. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Oh, man. There are so many. <laughs> I love them all. They're all, I don't know, they're all like my, my children. It's hard to <laughs> um, Probably my, my favorite one that I, the, the, my, my favorite type of project were the um, customer stories. And the reason that those are my favorite was because I love to travel and the company would send me out to these, you know, places all, all across the country. We were mainly a U.S. company. They would send me all across the country and they would um, and I would get to go and essentially shadow these professionals who are using the app as they like as they were doing it in the field and then i would go back to their offices or you know and then be, i would interview them to see like you know how, how they felt about it how they got into the industry essentially what we're doing kind of now mm -hmm. and i loved that because mainly it was just me and a photographer and the photographer was also one of my best friends at the company so it was like it was this great trip where both of us got to be creative we were like making friends with these new people who were in fascinating jobs and um, and we got to and just every single one of those was a great memory. And at the end, the company got great content out of it that always resonated really well because this audience wanted to hear stories from people like them. So we were telling authentic stories and, um, yeah, this is, it was just so much fun to create. So, um, on-site customer stories, those are always my favorite. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any long-term goals for your work? Where are you looking to go? Well, I, for me, it's, it's more about like, I mean, there are obviously like companies that if they ever like, this is my, I, I'm in my dream job right now at the university. It's why I left Southern California to come here was because I had an opportunity to teach and mm -hmm. teaching college students is an honor and a privilege. 
So I was, you know, I, I came here, but there's one company that if they called, I would, cons- I would seriously consider <laughs> leaving. And that's the Cadbury chocolate company. Why is that? They make the most amazing content. Like <laughs> their marketing and advertising is spot on all the time. Just honestly, Google, like what Cadbury has done. They are so creative. They take so many awesome chances and it's just great. I I'm, honestly like I I subscribe to everything that they ever do. So if they were like, "Hey, would you mind like coming a bit?" I that one that one might take me away. But apart from Cadbury calling me, which if you're listening to this Cadbury, I have a reel. But <laughs> um, apart from that, the my my plans for the future is just to level up and and get more skills. Uh, I mean. I, you have to kind of switch thinking about content creation like, uh, oh, good, I learned how to edit a video in Premiere. I'm done now. It's more like how, like, adding, you're, you're a magician and you're adding tricks to your act. And so you just, you, you, you keep adding new techniques, you keep improving. And that was one of the things that my, you know, previous employers really liked was that every video was a little bit better than the one before it. They weren't upset that the videos that I made when I started off for them weren't as good as the videos they made. It's called continuous improvement. It's kind of what companies are looking for. They want to know that you're still learning, that you're still improving. Um, And I kind of feel bad for the people that I started off with. I'm (laughs) like, wow, you were not getting the A plus Nathan. And the people that I contract with 10 years from now are going to be getting even better Mm -hmm. stuff. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just constantly learning. That's the best. So can I ask why teaching? Why did you decide to go to education? Well, I loved the work that I was doing, but there's something about like, I mean, just the other day in class, I was teaching some somebody, one of my advanced students, how to do color grading with a mask in, in Premiere Pro, right? Like, you know, you add add a mask and then you can invert it and you can just, you can color correct certain parts of your image. And there was this like, (gasps) like this just, they, the mind was blown that you could do that. And I mean, I remember the day that I learned how to do that is, I mean, I had shot something and it was, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could like darken that, just that window. There's got to be a way to darken just that window. And I figured it out. Mm -hmm. And so like able to pass that knowledge on to somebody and watch them like, oh my gosh, this is great. And, and they just, and just to watch them go and play with it. You don't get that. You don't get that anywhere else. Like it's, it's, it's fun to learn it for yourself, but then to pass it on and see somebody else take what you learned and make their own work better. That's just a great feeling. Yeah. Makes me feel good every time. So do you want to tell everyone what classes you teach? Sure thing. <laughs> um, I teach pretty much all the social media classes. Now the social media, just like in a real campaign, is broken up into two classes. One is social media campaigns, which is more like the strategic side, like audience creation, budgeting, you know, that that sort of idea. And then there's social media production, which is okay, how like how do we add more tricks? to our bag of tricks for premiere and audition and after effects. And, and, you know, how do we use a DSLR and how can we, how can we shoot stuff that looks good, but we have to do it in 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Which is usually what you have to do in social media. You have to Mm -hmm. make these things quick. Um, so those are always fun. And then I also teach like, um, a lot of the media production emphasis, like intermediate and advanced production. There's a, there's a class called advanced streaming, um, just for, you know, people who want to do like live things online, uh, and then I also teach a couple of fun ones like media analysis and critique or media and pop culture, uh, which kind of delves into 
you know, like what role has media had on the overall world? Because I really believe that media is one of the most, I mean, whether it's social media, video games, film, TV, uh, it's, it is one of the most powerful forces on the planet and we don't talk about it or hardly enough. And we don't, and, and we're not mindful when we're consuming it. We're not mindful enough when we're consuming it about, about what it is, what it's doing to us, because we don't just, we don't just consume media. It, it does things to us as we are consuming it. So I like yeah. talking about that stuff too. What's your favorite class that you teach? Oh, geez. Um, you know, social media production is really, really fun just because there are, there are times in that class when I'll just be like, okay, I mean, what have you guys seen on social media? What would you like to learn how to do? And like, like, and it's, and that way, like, for example, last year, those, the, the you know, the, those videos where it's like, like a picture and then like one part of the picture will stay, but then another part of the picture will like float up behind it. Mm -hmm. And then part of that picture will stay, then the rest will drop off and a new yeah. picture will come. We learned how to do that. That is um, so cool. Yeah. So it's like, so every semester it's like, okay, what do you want to learn? How so to they kind of like shape the class a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And it's great for me because like, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. When the students asked, I'm like, okay, well, so well you learn how to do it also. I took a weekend. I learned how to do it. Yeah. I tried it out on a couple of different videos. And then by the time we got into class again on Monday, I was ready to answer questions and everybody made a really cool one. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, what advice could you give to any students who are looking to go into this field? Yes. Don't get tied down into, don't get tied down into one specialty. We want to make like, when I was, when I was working in, in San Diego, I was on the other side of the hiring table and I got to, you know, and I got to hire a couple people to work on a content team with me. And I mean, I, I was the first content hire, so, and they liked what I did. So I got to bring on more people to help. And the thing that we looked for was we looked for a generalist, right? We wanted somebody because we, we were a startup. We didn't have a team of 10 working on this stuff. So I was like, okay, we need somebody. I mean, it's, it, it's not bad to be, to be really, really good at something, but not at the expense of other stuff. Right. So like, for example, when we were hiring a writer, okay, it's like, great. This person really knows how to write. But she can also do Photoshop. Um, she can also help us out with like a, with like podcast engineering. They had just varied, wide ranging skills. Okay, so if you have a wide range of skills, I think it's going to be much much better for you. So, take the thing that you love to do. Like for me, it's video, right? But I got my start writing, mm -hmm. and now like I love my Photoshop opportunities. And when I was doing video, After Effects is a huge part of video because you have to do lower thirds. And then video without audio kind of stinks. So I learned how like I learned Audition. So just get a wide range. Be a generalist, and that's gonna be that's gonna make you much more attractive um, to a lot of companies. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to any of our students or faculty who are listening to this? Uh, social media is nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> don't worry about it. So many people like they get, I don't know, like it's, it, it, don't get me wrong. Social media can bring out the best and the worst in people. But overall, I have, I have more cause for hope and happiness with this stuff than fear and anger. Um, that also, I don't know, maybe I'm just a, maybe I just, I'm a happy person, but I think that when you look at social, like think about your cell phone, right? It's one of the most amazing tools that we've ever created. Okay. It's, it, 
I mean, the smartphone is one is honestly one of the most important inventions ever. It has more computing power than put a person on the moon. And we use it primarily to watch funny videos of each other online <laughs> and play games. I think that's wonderful. That's humans. We, we want to connect with each other. We want to play games. We want to have fun. We want to laugh. This, I mean, that's, a, that's the great part of humanity. So when I see like, oh, so-and-so like was, you know, on TikTok today, I'm like, they, they laughed and they connected with somebody. And I mean, that, that side of social media, I like to focus on that side because yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, we have about a minute and a half left. So any last single anything? Let's see. Um, there is. So having said that, like, don't worry about social media quite so much. Be aware of your social media use. Um, it can get addictive. These are again, these are the most impressive algorithms on the planet. They do not have your best interest in mind. The only thing they want is to get you to spend more time on the platform. That's how they that's how they make money. That's how they build a model of you is they you know get you to spend more time on the platform. The more time you spend, the better your model is, the better you can be advertised to. So just make sure that you have a healthy time relationship. Time, <clears throat> that is the ultimate commodity, okay? And if you're not paying for the product, you are the product, okay? So if you're not paying for social media, then they are selling your eyes and your attention to somebody else. So just be aware of the time that you spend because the time you spend on social media, it can be great. It can be fun. You don't get it back. So just make sure you have, yeah, a healthy time relationship with it, a healthy um, emotional and mental relationship with it. Um, don't feed the trolls. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nate. We really appreciate having you on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for listening to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services at Utah Tech University. For more information, go to career.utahtech.edu. Till next time, this has been Trail Talks. This has been a production from a podcast studio.